Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP. Welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. We have a big crew tonight with Dave Thomas, Tim Mazarana, Chris McGee, Kevin Conlon, and myself, Jamie Nopum. And we're going to go over a little recap of what happened tonight. We kind of have a big night, guys. So, Tim Shockey, Eva Shockey, and Tyler Jordan from Realtree. And that is quite a lineup. Amazing lineup. Let's discuss. You know, just... Uh unbelievable how great these people were and uh, down to earth uh, and really nice people so it was a lot of fun yeah i think i mean the, the way that they carry themselves i mean their attitude in the industry is yeah. just it's it's all positive which mm-hmm. i think just helps you know overall i mean the way that they handle their their critics and the way that they promote themselves mm-hmm. is just uh it's a great thing to see that there's that kind of positive energy going on in the industry so no and you just assume when you see you know celebrity that you just assume yeah, they don't care. Yeah. They're just yeah. yeah. That's regular people. That's always been the nice thing about hunting, though. The hunting Love industry it. is most of them that we've talked to just, you know, just regular. Yeah, they're all family. Yeah. People. yeah, it's all it's all family, and it's you know, even the companies, everything involves all pretty much uh, you know, and, and that's why I think it works good for us, and it it, it connects with us very well because um, we you know we're kind of a family oriented type of company and. We really pride ourselves on working with the am- amateur people of the world, the real hunters who are out there doing it, and I think that really mm-hmm. helps us. Uh, you know, it, it just shows that like people like Tyler and Realtree and, and Eva, they get it. You know, they get it. They're people. They're people first, <laughs> and, and their job, what they do in the industry, is uh, second, right? I mean, it's how it works. Well, yeah, I think that you think you hit it right on the head. Everybody has that outdoor mentality first, right? It's not like other industries, like the Hollywood industry, where it's all about making the money first, you know, and how do I make my name big enough? You know, how do I do this? How do I make as much money as I can? I think people's, you know, people in this industry, it's all about the outdoors, conservation, getting outside, promoting it with their kids, their family, and everything. And I think that just shows. It, it really does. Mm-hmm. Well, that and how many people get to do a job that they love to do, and that's their job you know so yeah. many people yeah. so many people like dread going to work and and uh, you know something like that technically this is your job too yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't do anything else besides this, this is, well i tell you what this is my second job this is i tell you what i'm lucky enough to have uh, two careers in my life that i love going to work every day and a lot of people don't have that so that's true 
Definitely not no boom. Oh, I love my job. You guys all gonna get in there one day, maybe. You know, <laughs> That's when you'll really like it when you have friends that work there, or you'll hate us even more. So either way. Um, so uh, you know, I like to turn this uh, podcast into not only just a recap. I have some actually other topics I want to talk about in regards to a lot of different things. But the first one is uh, this really important thing called. Um, Forest baby. Oh my god. <laughs> Cancel this podcast. Wow. Done with the forest bathing. So we talked about this forest bathing, and I'm telling you right now, we have just started ignited this forest bathing inside the hunting industry. How ridiculous is it that people are just now realizing that you can relax in the outdoors and breathe? I just think that's the weirdest thing. Like all these years we've been hunting, doing it every single time. People now all of a sudden say, Oh, wait a minute, I go outside and I'm supposed to stop and take it in? <laughs> and I need someone to tell me that, and I'm going to pay someone to do that. Hey, listen, if you want to pay me to take you hunting, and you don't hunt, you just want to sit there and forest bathe uh, at the bottom of my tree while I'm hunting, that's fine. <laughs> you can do that. I will charge you $1,000 an hour. How's that sound? Let's do it. Forest bathing. Boom. Just so, make them go out with so Ron. Those, those, of you, uh, <laughs> those of you that don't, I'm, I'm going to forest bathing, according to Wikipedia, is the practice of taking a short leisurely visit to the forest for health benefits originally started in japan um Bam. well yeah duh you they go out in the forest in you go out in the forest you have no cell phone signal you go out there and you see god's country you see yeah. god's animal you think you see everything that he created yeah it's a little relaxing don't you think yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't like to spend short periods of time like, right. short periods of time in the woods but expending all day weekend well this is my point month. though the right. point is they think hunters just go kill things that's right. all we no. do no. like wait a minute time out I, I was going to say we, we're, we're outdoor photographers all of us here are taking outdoor photography we love and enjoy and capture that that's nothing to do with hunting we're just out there right. taking pictures and, of outdoors and how many hours upon hours do you spend in a stand before you even get to even hunt something, something or see something, absolutely. And it doesn't mean you shoot it. No, right. and, I and passed on absolutely. so many. It's a time to reflect and you know yeah. get your thoughts all like together. Pine trees like heal your lungs or something. There's something in there. Yeah, I heard that like too. Ridiculous. And I, I'll like, tell you, where this, have you been? When we were, uh, you know, uh, we've been doing. We did camping last week, and I know Tim, you've been camping for a while now. Coming up. <laughs> I haven't seen Tim in a while. over here. <laughs> kind of the whole year. Um, so in camping, uh, we were, uh, Nopum and I were camping at the same campground this past weekend. And we went down this trail and we came across this like wood uh, uh, bridge. bridge. And it was like, it was cool. Like it was really nice and naturist and all that. And I passed over the bridge and all of a sudden you come into the cedar forest. And I, I'm telling you right now, I smelled the cedar forest before I even entered it. As soon as I was walking up, I smelled the sensational scent. That I was like, wow, this is like amazing. It just smells so good in here. And then, then we like, I'm looking around, I'm like, dude, this is a cedar forest. And all of a sudden, you could, I mean, there's no, it was all pine needles on the ground and just these little small cedar trees all throughout. It was amazing. Jamie, I mean, you, did did he pay you as his uh, forest bathing guide for that? Yes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I only charged two fifty an hour. He charged he charged beer. I had to pay him in beer. He had all of my good beer and. Uh, uh, the other uh, topic I want to talk about, though, is this uh, delisting of the Yellowstone grizzly bears. Let's go. Um, yeah. So Yellowstone grizzly bears, uh, to lose protections after 42 years on the endangered species list, uh, they're stating, uh, I was listening to, uh, actually it was, um, I think it was NPR, but uh, there's a lot of detail here in this article we're looking at here. Um, but the thing is, on NPR, the guy said that there is about, um, 
700, now here we're looking at big numbers, but 700 in Yellowstone. Right. So in Yellowstone. That's a huge area. Correct. And he said they're very hard to count because uh, it, it, it's not as simple to find them like for the counting. But he thinks that's a, um, a very, the guy that was talking, I forgot his name. He's walking around with some money or something. No, he thinks or it's... The, or the guy with a limp. Well, he, <laughs> he thinks the estimate's really low, so they're okay with it. They think 700's really like 1,000 or 1,200, so they're okay with that estimate. But the thing is, is that, you know, there was people who called into this show, and the one guy was, um, you know, just different people talking about they shouldn't delist it. Obviously, you're going to get the anti-hunters. Another guy's like, oh, I'm good with hunting as long as they hunt it with a bow and on the ground and or a knife and da-da-da. I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> no, me? no. Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Man. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know My neighbor's hunting. been hunting grizzly or not or brown bears, not you know as big as grizzlies. And I mean, they think they think damn things don't die. Like I wouldn't shoot yeah. one with a bow. Unless you wouldn't pull you a know. Tim Wells. Well, you, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the the point I think people are missing too is is you know if they open up a hunting season for it, which they will, right? Yeah, that's what, what they're talking about. What's it going to take to get a, hunt, a hunting license for that? I mean, here, oh, even in Michigan, yeah. just for a black bear in the Lower Peninsula, it takes yeah. you seven, eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, how many are you actually harvesting right. to make an impact to the population to where it's not going to keep increasing? Just because if you get a tag, too, doesn't mean you're going to harvest one. Absolutely. So, you get and I think that's, tags, you get I think, 20 bears. Right. And I think that's part of the, con- the, the conservation of we'll all. We'll go into the conservation. The, you, the you, have to have, you have to have some trust in the numbers, some trust in the research. Um, and if you don't, I mean, to me, that's that's what every state bases. I mean, our Michigan DNR, that's what they do. That's what their jobs are, is to get the statistics, figure out the right way to manage deer. And sometimes they do it wrong, and, and, and I don't know, only time will tell in this circumstance. But it's not like, okay, they're off the endangered species list, and so all of a sudden, everybody can go shoot one. That's not the way it works. No. I was, I was actually in Yellowstone, not this spring, but the spring before, and saw a grizzly with three cubs with her. So that indicates that there's healthy food source, healthy things going well, on when when you got them walking around with three cubs. It, 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 uh, the Wyoming uh, governor here, uh, Matt Mead, stated um, grizzly bears have met or exceeded recovery objectives since 2003 and have long warranted delisting. So listen, if that was the rule put in place, there should be no change to that rule. If that was what they originally planned mm-hmm. and they beat the plan, then yeah, delist them. You you have to maintain you have to maintain populations of animals. animals. Okay. Now the goal is how many tags will go out to hunt these animals, right? Will it be fifty a year, a hundred a year? What will it be per state in that region? Montana, Yellow, uh, Wyoming, uh, the Dakotas, maybe. I don't know if they go that far east, but you know. Uh, you see my point. Well, no, and, 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 and rightfully so. I think that I remember um, this kind of reminds me of the whole wolf um, mm-hmm. hunt that they opened up in Michigan, right? I mean, it's, it's I think to me it's very similar to that in regards to all the kickback that you get about why are There's you opening up a season There's and difference. all that. So. The biggest difference between the wolf situation and the grizzly situation is that the wolf situation was added. The wolves died. And they came extinct, and they manually brought them back. Bears were in Wyoming, in Yellowstone, dying off because of hunting or whatever was happening, and they stopped it. So it's different because they're already there. Wolves were gone and then implemented back. Now, no boom, you have land in the UP, yeah. and Kevin, you hunt in the UP for a long time. How do you feel about wolves being in your area that were never I there before? I think people in the lower peninsula shouldn't get to vote on it. 
it should I be the agree. people out there that it's have to deal point. with the wolves. I mean, it's sure like we saw one and it was awesome. But if you're a, if you have cattle or animals and you're watching a wolf, two wolves eating a calf out of a cow while it's having it, what do you think the people are going to do? They're going to take you, business into their own hands. Do you even think it should be up for a vote, or do you think it should just be straight DNR decision? Well, that's what it was, right? That's and the, well, they made him endangered no. again for oh, a little no. bit there. No, was, if it was based on science, they'd be hunting him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because no. what happened was it was a political decision that people mm-hmm. got together. No, bringing them into well, Michigan. I'm talking. Well, about. now they're oh, bring them yeah. in. I'm, I'm well, about they, they were all on the Presque Isle, I think, and they started moving down from there. And, and now they're getting to the Lower Peninsula. But once you get down towards Traverse City and they start eating people's dogs and all that, you watch how people. So that's well, when they, they open up a full season on, on the coyotes. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we got really cougar too yeah. coming down. And they're they're really I mean they're awesome animals, but there's well, deer. There's no yeah. deer left. Yeah, that's the I mean, that's the thing. They say, oh, they didn't really impact the deer population. Well, they don't, I know that. But same with the grizzlies. I know they that don't, I don't they don't know the real count. They have no idea yeah. what the real count is. You know, I talk to people that live up there. You, nobody, if you don't know anybody that at least lives up there, you can ask questions. You just, oh, well, they're a beautiful animal. Yeah, and they're, well, they're taking over a lot of stuff. And there's, ask anybody who tries to deer hunt in the UP how that's working out for Yeah, Kevin, tell us. Well, I, I, <laughs> I hardly see any deer anymore. That's the yeah. truth, you know, and now... But that's, uh, but that's it's, part of... It's a of, combination of things. It's yeah. been bad winters. Yeah. It's been wolves. It's been coyotes. But the one thing that, you know, they forget about... Is in the UP the deer, the snow gets so bad, the winters get bad that the deer migrate to a wintering area, mm-hmm. where they then become just vulnerable yeah. to wolves and coyotes. And, and then well, we, that, we finally have moose again up in the UP. And mm-hmm. if those locals see wolves trying to eat those, you know, moose, right. then guess what? It's going to happen. No more, no take more a, forest. Take bandit. a wild guess. <laughs> Three S's. But I, th- I think that's part, though, is, is it's uh, things change over time. Yeah. Populations change over time. More pressure on deer, you know, and there's less deer, there's less food for the animals. Th- those are going to die off a little bit. The deer population will come back. It's all ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the key to all of it is proper conservation. Yeah. And yeah. I think where you get in the problem is when you bring a political p- component into yeah. it and you're not looking at the numbers and you're not looking at the, the conservation, science. the science of it, absolutely. Yeah. And there's well, a lot, and, a lot. I mean, I, that's what I went to school for. And I mean, there is there is a lot of science behind population. Well, and don't don't get me wrong. I I've seen wolves in the UP, and I love to see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see them to a point where they're destroying other things. Sure. Tell us this. Tell us a story about when you were hunting and you saw the pack come through. Well, <clears throat> well, let me just go back. I the first time I saw a wolf in the UP, I saw a wolf by itself. It was uh, just I was out deer hunting, and the wolf worked its way down. All of a sudden, I spotted something moving. I thought maybe it's a cougar or something. I looked. It was a wolf. And um, he had gone to, you know, I'm like, what the heck is he doing? It's the middle of the day, and he's moving. Well, my friend had shot a deer, and we had gutted it the day before, and we just leave the gut pile. And you could hear the ravens and everything. All of a sudden, everything went quiet. I go, oh, I know where that wolf is going. So mm-hmm. he went to the gut pile. Fast forward two years later, I'm hunting in the same area. I see a wolf. I'm like, oh, wow, wow, there's a wolf, you know. Then I look, there's two more right behind it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at three wolves, and then the next thing I know, I see two more. And then out of the corner of my eye, I catch movement. I'm not 
sure it was a wolf, but I know if I seen five yeah. and there's movement, you know, it's probably there's and nothing were, coming to the wolf pack. They were hunting. <laughs> yeah. They were moving like one would move, then the other would Tactic, move, and the yeah. other move. It was like it was like a, a military patrol going through the woods. You they know? smelled a Kevin sandwich. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they, you know, they were within forty yards of me. Yeah, and I, I radioed my buddy and said, "Hey, there's wolves coming your way." He's like, "What do I do?" I go, "Just sit there," you know. And they walked within ten yards of him. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, he was they smelled just it too like, easy. And uh, it was, it was kind of you know creepy. I mean, does that, does that change the way that you uh, kind of get in and out of your tree stand? <laughs> I make a lot of Spot noise. I make a lot of noise at night. You park a oh, four wheeler right underneath the stand. Yeah, there's a lot of noise coming out of my stand at night. You know, I can imagine. Especially even yeah. after all the bear hunts. I yeah. mean, it's it's a it's yeah, a different thing when you're. Too. It's not yeah. one. It's yeah. two. It's three. It's four. It's five, and you don't know how many. Have you guys been to the so. to Quamanon Falls lately? I've not I've been to yeah. the uh, brewery up there. They have like four wolf skin rugs on their walls, like different colors. Those are awesome. Uh, I'll tell you this: people I want say, one. "Oh, uh, you know, like for a while in the UP, they stopped uh, coyote hunting because they didn't want people uh, accidentally accidentally shooting a wolf, thinking it was a coyote because they were protected and everything." Because <laughs> there's not a big difference there. If you can't, you can't tell the difference. That's the number one rule. If you can't tell the difference after seeing how big they are and what they look yeah. like, you hundred pounds be, more probably shouldn't be hunting. The one we saw was easy, one fifty. Wow, right, that's big. Yeah. It was all black. It was all by himself. Yeah. Like, what? Look at the size of that. It's not a dog. And it ran into this the thickest, nastiest stuff I've ever seen. And I remember thinking, we stopped with the machine. We stopped right there and looked in where it ran in. You couldn't see in a foot inside that that yeah. woods. And I thought, <clears throat> how many are out here? I'm I mean, here watching you. But that's what I'm saying. How many are out here? How can they possibly know how many wolves are running through those woods? I mean, yeah. it's they so don't have thick. a clue. Like and even in Michigan, in, in, even in the area of Flint, all the way to the tip of the uh, before you go to the UP, yeah. right? How would you know how many are in there? Those woods are dense. There's a lot of woods well, we, in that. We China barely area. knew that there were cougars up there until yeah. people have been seeing them ago. for years. But, but now you're getting trail camera photos and finally some <laughs> proof they want to call. The elk in Michigan are huge too. Yeah. The well, there was one that got hit. That yeah, I drove by through. that one yeah. that got hit there past uh, Wolverine <clears throat> exit, and I mean it's a 300 plus inch elk. I saw the antlers sticking out of the grass. And what the. <laughs> Yeah, Somebody I can't smoke it with a little car. I can't wait to get my elk points. I've yeah. been putting in from every year. So when the, when the year's right, how many do I need to get to hit it? Uh, I'm Automatically. Not sure. But here's the story. How many? I have like five. I already. think they're only doing like sixty-eight yeah, tags a, a year. Yeah, I don't but, here's what, in, but somebody was telling me the story. I don't know if this is true or not. But here's what you do: if you get the tag, apparently you go to some kind of meeting. Yep. And there's farmers there, yep. right? And they all got pictures of these huge elk that are just tearing up their corn. So they, I guess they all sit there and go, hey, go, no, come to my land. This is what I got. This is what I got. And it's basically like shooting a cow or something. You're not really hunting it. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going. Neither do I. <laughs> Michigan elk? Are you kidding me right now? A Michigan elk once just a saying, lifetime? If you get the, license, get one if you get the license, you're you'll good. Ne- you'll go. never get it again. You just pick the right, I'll shoot the right farm. I care. Uh, but they don't give out many bull tags, do they? That's what I'm saying. They're monsters. Yeah. But meat, still. I want the meat. 400 inch Michigan elk. Oh, so you're saying you put in for a bull only? I don't if know. I, do it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I take, I take the meat, but I'd want the bull for sure. Well, how many it's points only going to happen. 
I don't have any. What? Yeah, I haven't been put in. I don't in think any. I've ever put in. I what? Put in you guys haven't put in for any? I think I put in twice. Every year I put in for bear and elk right in a row. Boom, boom. I got five bear points already. So, Corey, I've been talking to Corey like, what do we do here? What's the best situation? Yeah. Am I coming to you? Is there someone, uh, someone else I should go to? Is that the best? Red Oak's topping. Well, I just didn't have anybody to ever bait for me, so I just never did. How do you go to Red Oak? You got to hire a guy that owns land there or something? Yeah. Yeah, like you, if you, if, I mean, it, unless you That's can go top, out there every day and, and ever you have to bait him every day, you're not well, going to see him. Yeah, true. If you can't so get big, where yeah. he's at. It's not really. I mean, you get a big bear anywhere in Michigan. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying that Red Oak encompasses the whole like the top whole, of the... Um, uh, the lower grailing up, isn't it, or something? Yeah. Or? So oh, because Upper was in that area. That doesn't mean it's the best bear hunting because the amount of bears taken acreage. is when you look at the area taken. Yeah, it's not a lot. So I would say I think you probably got a better bet than the UP. Plus, you have Corey working it, but I got to get the first week. Well, I think you're, ever I think since what happened right to you, though, that's it's, about, never... it's about the prep work on it. Yeah. If you have yeah. nobody to prep, you're not going to just go and see and it, a beer. Yeah, that's true. Right. 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 You have to have some. Be, I mean, obviously, we got Corey now, but before yeah. that, it was just like you know, I was talking to people that live up there, and I mean, he the guy spends a month and has you know buys truckloads of granola. He's got all this magic. <laughs> that's what Corey like, does. I mean, <laughs> even even if you do, like, there's a there's yeah. a guy we know from last year, Drew, in the upper lower peninsula, and he baited and he prepped and he did everything. Right, and he didn't get one. Eight, eight years, and he and he drew a tag, and he didn't get one. Upper and in the upper Corey lower upper? peninsula. No, Corey Upper. No, no, no. 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 It was he a was care, up there. Caretaker. Gotcha. Um, but it, it was. I mean, exactly. it was disappointing to say the least. And you know, rather just go to Canada. That's why yeah. you go to Canada. Yeah. Exactly. Take care of business. <laughs> I ain't got time for all that. I still got to do it though. I mean, if I get the tag, I'm. Oh, like, yeah. oh there's something about Michigan. Oh, right? yeah. I'll go to the UP. Right. I want to go up there anyway. So it's a good time to go up there, hang out with Corey, and get a couple hunts in. It's a beautiful time of year to hunt up there. Yeah, I think when I was there, the first time I ever hunted the UP for bear, I was with Kevin, and he had a tag, and I was just filming. And he had the bear coming in every single night, every single day. Even the day the day we were there, we could have hunted, but we couldn't legally hunt. It was a Friday, and we yeah. could not hunt, and the bear came in that night because the camera we knew. The next day, I think it was a Saturday. It was opening day, but it was also opening day, second week. And that means you can have dogs. dogs ruin it so the all. first, that's why I said the first. I mean, we we weren't there. We're sitting in a stand. We're quiet. We got in, and like maybe an hour into that set, I just heard dogs barking and coming closer and closer and closer. And we didn't really think anything of it, to be honest. That far, we thought it was far away. But then, at some point, we realized that they treat our bear and shot it because we heard a shot too. And I'm like, could that have been our bear? And we're like, no. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to be like, oh, we got this, you know. No, they shot our bear. And then Kevin stayed another week, from what I remember. I stayed. I got there on a Friday, stayed on Monday. Well, just go hire a guy and go chase down a dog and go shoot it. Well, the problem with that, too, is like the next year, the next year, um, you know, Corey had baits running and all that other stuff, and and he had camera going, and the dog hunters brought the dogs to his bait and then ran the dogs from there. Mm-mm. So he's there working a freaking month. Yeah. Of, you know, and uh, they're like, how they find his bait? They just how they know he? Did, how did he know they I mean, did that? Some of these guys, you know, because he had trail camera up. You know, if you're training the dogs, you know, if you're training the dogs, the guy said, "Oh, the," you know, he didn't yeah. see the guys, but he saw the dogs. A lot of them are scumbags. So he's like a, a, high, a high percentage. He's like, I mean, okay. you can so you can dogs. dogs don't don't hold back, pile. Jamie. Don't hold back. Yeah, Jamie. Go no, ahead. you can Let's respect training the dogs, and a lot of guys do it right, but a lot of them are. 
I don't understand. But they're they're the on my land. That's, that's not, you don't need. You can't be on my land. There's well, no kumbaya. Off, up, right? bears, no kumbaya. No. First off, the land they were on when they shot Kevin's bear was Kevin's buddy's land. So that that there's the wrong land. Absolutely. And the second, the third thing and they is they blame it because they can't control their dogs. Well, I, I, I listen, guys. I if you if you hunt like this and you tree bears or cougars and you shoot them with a gun, I'm not so sure that's very hard to do. Like, so I don't really know what's so exciting about it. No, I'm not trying I to think, mean. I think it's about training the dog. Okay, mostly. fine. You and, got, you got to the prey. No do you problem need to shoot with it? guys that do it the right way. Do you need to shoot it, though? I mean, you get to it. A lot okay. of them don't shoot it. They that's for me. I mean, I can yeah. see. I mean, it, I look at like. But you it's know, not sporty. It seems well, easy. You know what? It's about the dogs, it's, I think, it's, more. If than you think about it, is running a rabbit with a dog, is getting a pheasant up with a dog. It's more about working the dog. These guys are into working their dogs. I'd be okay with a rabbit because it's a pest. It's small. It's small game. It's no big deal. A bear, a cougar, are rarities. They're not as many as a rabbit or a squirrel. Yeah, but that's that's why they have to put in for the lottery like everybody else. Oh, they don't okay. get to do it every year. They, that's you know, fair enough. I will give they, that. That's fine. Yeah, they might, only, right. I they might only get a tag every five yeah, years. Yeah, but I, th- I think these guys can hire them once if they well, get a that's tag. That's what happens. That's yeah. the problem. They sit at their trucks but, on the road. You know what? They, but you know, let's go back to Tim. Right, Tim's scientific thing: these amount of bears technically need to be killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go. I'll, I'll, re, I'll recant my control. talk because you know what? It's a population thing. That's why I, 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 I wouldn't. Ta- is, I wouldn't take a tag unless it was before the dogs. I think. Oh, I, that's I, what I, think, I, I think you have to have personally. You have to have a moral compass when yeah. you're hunting. Too. With so there's a scientific yeah. side of it, but you but, have to do it right. But but if you go back to what Kevin said, and you go back to the scientific part, mm-hmm. you're supposed to kill these animals. Mm-hmm. Does it matter how you kill them? Maybe not. Because if you're going to eat it, yeah. I don't know if it really matters. I think that's the key. If you're going to eat I, it. If you're, if you're I, doing I, it I just honestly, to do it, then... I have no problem yeah. with guys who hunt bears with dogs. I do have a problem with the way Michigan does it. I think they should separate the two seasons. Mm-hmm. They should have... Yeah. The you know the baiting season, be like a couple and weeks, then and then give yeah. a week off or something, and then have the yeah. dog season. Separate the two, True. just completely two different. Yeah, it's not really fair because, to the hunters because they're dogs. Do- dogs don't understand property lines, no. and then they're all over the damn place, and then it yeah. just ruins everything for everybody. It's weird that you can even do it in Michigan because the lands are so small. I can't imagine people. I can't imagine how well, that's why you run into so many issues. Hmm. You're not running on twenty thousand acres. You're running on forty. It's almost yeah. like a. Owners have to put like a little one foot fence up or something to keep the dogs out, right? You know what I mean? All the way around their properties. It's just weird. Anyway, so that's the, the Grizzly D listings, how we started this conversation. And uh, um, the, the article I was reading, uh, it's online at uh, Washington Post, but they say about 700 grizzly bears that roam the Yellowstone National Park area will soon lose their protections they have had under the Endangered Species Act for more than 40 years. Uh, the internal department uh, internal department announced Thursday, but so basically, uh, it's a success story. It is technically a success story. I mean, that's it's people. Huge. People are looking at it and, and making this negative spin about it. They were on the endangered species for over forty years, yeah, and, and they're not now. Why can't I, you should that should be celebrated? Well, yeah. It is the Washington Post, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, true. it goes on to say the change, uh, which is set to take effect next month, is a sign of the major comeback by the Yellowstone Steve Bears. CNN has to say an icon of the American West. Their numbers were driven to as low as 136 bears before the Yellowstone population uh, and others in the lower 48s were listed in 1975. Yeah. To me, that's nothing more than a success story, and that's something to celebrate. That's something I'm to surprised. Proud of. 
I'm surprised though that there's only 700 there. That seems it like is. a low that number. Is, that is surprising. But I think what you have to understand is, is that is an estimate. And I they think probably you know, want to keep it around 700. Well, they're going to want to keep it low, so no one really knows. Yeah. So. But isn't 700 seem? I was thinking more like they delist it at like 5,000. Yeah, but 10, again, 000. it's not open hunting. Because you know what I mean? A like couple of years ago, it's still, I think the okay, DNR was saying there was tiny. only 600 wolves in the UP. Yeah. I think I think yeah. one of the things they start looking at is Wrong. how much cattle are they losing? Because Yellowstone is obviously not fenced in. So you're talking about the Yellowstone Valley area. There's farms and, and well, they there's, look. I mean, they look at a lot. They, they look at they look buffalo. at mortality rates for the cubs. You know, they're looking at mortality rates for the cubs. They're looking at the their prey, what their populations like. Right. If they're on the rise, then the the bears are going to be on the rise. They're looking at the the competitor species like the wolves and all that kind of stuff. So all that takes yeah. a factor into how many tags that they're going to give. You know, this if they're going to give any right. And they, like so. if the grizzly bears get too high, that they're killing off more bison, for example, than then the bison curd can starts going down. So and they'll, they'll, they'll increase in, the number of tags. I think it's a great way to manage it. It's a great way to manage you, you manage that top predator species, a lot of the populations underneath of that are going to react to that population at top. So, so it's, it goes on to say, uh, as many as 50,000 grizzly bears once inhabited the lower United States, but centuries of hunting and extermination left the bears on what is now less than 2% of their original territory, Another group of about a thousand grizzlies live in the northern Idaho and Montana near the Glacier National Park, and a very small number is the northern Cascades in Washington. Those bears remain protected, but that means that they're basically saying seventeen hundred bears total live in the United States in in the lower. That's not many grizzlies. Grizzly they're bears. They're not. We're not, not black talking bears. black bears. Or is there? Yeah. Right? So. Or Kodiak, which is on the island, uh, you know, in the la- or Alaskan bears, right? This is right. no Alaskan bears. This is just bears. lower 48, for sure. But interesting, uh, 1,000, man. That's 50,000 once roamed. Yeah, but there was nothing here. Yeah, you're there right. There was no cities. No I mean, think about, the, I mean, no you think about that. Look at the stats on the bison population back there. There's millions. Yeah. No, that's I mean, a good point. There was no... You look at the way back when. I mean, the prairies were nothing but, but bison. miles and miles yeah. and miles. Of I remember, I'm you know, like nothing. stories or reading stories in books about how the how the bison herds would come through, and it would take days to wow. see their whole yeah, their whole herd come through. On the Yellowstone. Yeah, and we're talking about places. I'm not I'm not too concerned with the grizzly bear in Yellowstone because uh, one almost killed me when I was there with Tim a long time ago. So for me. I think, uh, whatever, do what you got to do, if it's always legal. Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting, yeah, the wolf thing's killer, too, I don't, I don't know how to feel about the wolf thing, I just do feel like it's kind of weird when you live somewhere your whole life, and then all of a sudden this state comes in, or government, and says, oh, we're dropping these a thousand wolves off in your, in your, in your, in your area, and you're like, what? And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're watching out for your kids, and you got these wolves, you know, can mess you up or kill somebody. Just weird. I don't know. It is. It, it's and, and you're right. And you're right to say that that it's different because they were introduced rather than protected and, and re-raised. You know, in the environment that they were in there, but they were around before. I mean, it's it, they were, but not in these people's lifetime. Is what I'm no, saying. right. So there, there's not the time. history there, and I think that's the change. I think that's the the part that's hard to digest. So, I'd be curious how many wolves are in Michigan. Well, they. Estimated. Estimated 600 a few years ago, which was way, way low. low. How, how are you going to... You can't see them. 
they're just trying no, to. No, I mean it's a lot. It's a lot of statistical guessing. Things. Yeah, I mean they they. Well, they grid probably and how many. Well, they do. I mean, there's there's grid. definitely methods to their madness, but it is they they call it an estimate yeah. for a reason. Um, usually, it's within you know a, a certain statistic into into how up or down they might be off. But yeah, I mean they could be off quite a bit potentially. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder. I mean, do you think there's any way like I could go up to a wolf and pet it and be like, give it a dog bone, and be like, hey, Poochie. I'm willing to I take you try. It. No, I think you can. Huh? What do you think? Yeah, I think, you I think could. you could do it. Yeah, we'll I think we should do it. I've seen those videos Who online. Could, should we have stuff. Cedar do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick right up. He's he's got the guts to do it. Cedar, take this dog you know, bone. No, you know who would do it? Reslo. Well, Reslo for sure do it. He'd punch it in the face. <laughs> he got feisty with him. He'd be like, you're done, son. <laughs> he'd, he'd do it in the, in the, in the Yeti. He'd jump on his office. back, dude. He'd jump on his back. <laughs> what do you think he would do if we ran up on a, with, with Yeds, we ran up on him, on a bull? I, I wouldn't. Scared? I wouldn't because I would be scared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like some armor plating, uh-huh. chainmail. <laughs> like that's a wolf. And be like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, ten of them come out. Like, <laughs> I, I will say this: I've never seen a wolf hunting, but I have seen packs of coyotes go through, and that was kind of creepy, to be honest. I mean, yapping and you know, within they do sound creepy at night. Oh, they sound so scary. Uh-huh. They came in late one time. Like, wah, wah, you ever wah, see that wah, YouTube wah. video of the guy that's sitting in the middle of the woods and? throws out a coyote call and they just like surround yeah. them oh no 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 i see the one where they kept coming yeah. like over and that. over do that. that's great. they surrounded me when i got my first deer we had it dead out and you know we were tracking it and they're all you could see their eyes and stuff with the flashlights and they were surrounding us almost in the in the state land but there was like eight of us so we weren't really scared you know but everybody's like we got this thing out here so we grabbed it we didn't even gut it there and just drug it out me and brian and ron and like we just like ran like through the woods of this deer like three of us they were going to eat it. I mean, they were coming in on it, you know. Anyway. All right. Well, hey, that was a fun podcast. Uh, check us out online. Make sure you go to bowhunterplant.com. See what's going down. We have a ton of great stuff. And if you haven't got a chance to listen to all the previous podcasts, make sure you do so. You're going to love it. Tyler Jordan, Eva Shockey, and Jim Shockey, uh, and a whole bunch of other great people we recently just did. So, hey, thanks a lot. We'll see you later. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHB. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.